Hello, this is the Unspoken Life of the Military Wife podcast. I'm your host, Allison. I'm a wife and mom of two little girls and two fur babies and a 20-year mill spouse veteran. So you know I have seen some things. This podcast is about creating connection and community while we navigate this crazy military life. Each week, I'll bring you practical tips and tactics, like how exactly do I pack out my house? What do I say to my kids when they're crying because daddy is gone again? And how do I make it through a deployment without losing my mind? And how the heck do I find and keep a job when we move every two to three years? We're gonna get into all the things. Look, I've seen and done a lot, but I don't have all the answers. So this isn't a look at me, I have it all figured out podcast. It's a come with me and we can figure it out together podcast. The military lifestyle is often very lonely and isolating. So let's build a community that moves with you wherever you go. Welcome to the unspoken life of the military wife. What's up? Okay, so we've talked a little bit about personal development on the show so far, but I know it's had kind of like a, I remember, (laughs) I remember when I was younger and I would go to the bookstore, which is like, nobody goes to the bookstore anymore, right? (laughs) Which is, it's a dying thing. I remember that I never wanted to go through the self-help section because I always thought that people would think that there was something wrong with me. And I feel like we still have this negative connotation with growing our brains. And (laughs) I have had just, oh my gosh, the amount of growth that I've had personally by just growing my brain with all this, you know, different information. And I feel like the more we know about our personalities and our tendencies and triggers and things like that for ourselves, I think it just makes us better humans, <laughs> right? I think it makes us better spouses. I think it makes us better parents. I think it makes us better friends. And I feel like as military spouse, you know, we have a pretty big burden to bear a lot of the times with spouses being gone a lot and deployments and travel and Um, moving and all the things that we have to deal with. And I think that anything that we can do to help ourselves (laughs) and to grow our brains is a good thing. So it is a huge passion of mine. It has been for the past, oh gosh, I don't know, probably six or seven years. I've read a lot of really, really good books. I've also listened to a lot of really good books. That's kind of one of my little hacks is that I will listen to them on Audible while I'm driving or walking the dogs or whatever, and that's how I'm able to get through a lot more stuff. Because sometimes to sit down and read a personal development book, my brain doesn't always want to do that. I'll fall asleep really fast when I'm reading if I'm reading before bedtime or whatever. But listening to it as I'm doing other things has really helped me um, get through a lot of stuff. And I've gotten some, you know, some are really, really good. And I've gotten a lot of really good information out of them. And some others I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe there's one or two things. But anywho, so I wanted to share with you today, Mel Robbins new book called The High Five Habit. If you are not familiar with Mel Robbins, she wrote the book called The Five Second Rule. And that was the first book that I heard about with her. And essentially it's a, you know, you have like three seconds or something like that between when your brain thinks a thought and when you have the space to act on it or your brain to knock it down and not do it. And so if you can say five, four, three, two, one, and just do it, then you stop that internal talk that talks you out of it. (laughs) 
So it's like, it's kind of like a bravery thing. But anyways, that was the first Mel Robbins book that I read. It was amazing. I really, really liked it. I've listened to most. She, she did a few like Audible originals where they there wasn't an actual physical book. It was just on Audible. She did a couple coaching ones. She's just, she's really, really awesome. I like her a lot. She just speaks to me. And and she might not to you. You know, there's there's some people that I've listened to and I'm just like, nope, not my, not my person. And that's okay. But hopefully, you know, she is someone that you might want to check out too if you haven't heard from her yet. So one of the things that I really like about Mel Robbins is if you need a pick-me-up or a kick in the pants, then Mel Robbins is the lady to do that for you. So like I said, I've already, I've read most of her books and every one of them just makes, leaves me feeling very empowered and just, you know, like ready to take on the world. Let's go. Ah, you know? So again, if you haven't listened to the five second rule or read the five second rule, you really need to add that to your list on top of this one, which is the high five habit. I know very similar, but different books. So the High Five Habit is a book about self-love and compassion. And here's the thing. We're usually so quick to love on other people and to cheer them on and pick them up. And when they're struggling, we're just like, you know, you can, you know, we're just so easy. It's, it's so much easier for us to cheer other people on. And we don't do the same thing for ourselves. <laughs> it's actually usually the exact opposite. We are our own worst critic, usually, right? Like we'll look at ourselves in the mirror and immediately start to pick apart all the things that we don't like. Oh gosh, I need to get my eyebrows waxed. Or oh gosh, look at the, the that shirt. And oh, and we just beat ourselves up for for how we look, for not accomplishing goals, for struggling. We, we just we just beat ourselves up when in reality. We should be our own biggest fan. This is one of the things that I'm really trying to instill into my daughters is when they're, and they don't talk negatively about themselves very often, which I'm a big fan of. But when they do, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you're, you're, you're our biggest fan. So we need to, let's turn this around, right? And I, it just, the negative self-talk is just, it's so bad. It's so bad. Okay. So the high five habit is literally high five. Okay. So it's first thing in the morning, you're brushing your teeth or whatever your morning routine is. You take a second, you look yourself in the eyes, in the mirror and give yourself a high five. And it might seem silly at first. And this, Mel says this all the time. She's like, it's so stupid. I know it's so silly. And you're like, what? Really? Give myself a high five. Like, oh, this is just ridiculous. But, and this is one of the other things that I really love about Mel Robbins is that she gets the science to back practices up, right? So there's science to this. And we're going to get into that in just a few few minutes. So the thing that a high five communicates, it's five things. So the first one is confidence. Like, hey, I believe in you, right? Number two, celebration. You're amazing. Number three, it's validation. I see you. I see you. Four is optimism. Yeah, you can do this. And five is action. Chin up, keep going, right? So think about getting a high five from someone in your life or even a stranger and you you feel good, right? It's a, it's a good thing. (laughs) So we can give that little boost to ourselves every morning, right? And it starts with you. So if you don't cheer for yourself or for your dreams, then who else will? 
I mean, think about that for a second. If you're not behind yourself, why would anybody else be? We should be the first one cheering ourselves on, right? So if you can't look yourself in the mirror and see someone worth loving, why would anybody else? So when you learn to love and support yourself, it just helps in every other relationship in your life, okay? So back to the high-fiving in the mirror thing. Again, it seems really silly at first, but there's science behind why it works, and I love science, and I really like understanding why things happen and how. It just does something for my brain. So the whole high-five habit thing, it goes back to being a kid and a high-five being nothing more but a positive experience, right? It's not attached to achieving or trying hard. It's usually just a high-five with no words, but it makes us feel so good. So this is an interesting thing. So One of the things, again, that I love about Mel Robbins' books is she gives a lot of practical stories and um, examples, real-life examples. So I, I really high, highly recommend that you read the books for yourselves because I'm not going to get into all of those because it just takes too much time. And I, you know... I didn't write the book. (laughs) So I'm just giving you my review of the book, but I can't give you the whole thing. So I really like that I just, when you can, you can, she gives you a principle or an idea and then she tells a story about how that's applicable. And I just think that it really helps cement everything in, okay? So she talks about a study that was done on elementary age kids that were taking a test. They split them up into three groups. The first group was praised and told that they're gonna do great and they were awesome. The second group was told, wow, you are working so hard, such a great effort. The third group was simply given a high five. No words, just a high five. Which group do you think performed the best? What do you think? Hands down, it was the high five group, right? So again, the praise, quote unquote praise of a high five isn't attached to achieving something or to effort. It's truly a praise of you as a person. Not doing, not achieving, just you which is what is so awesome about it. Okay, so one of the things that I did want to mention is that, you know, when you're starting something new and habits and whatnot, it it can sometimes be hard for it to stick. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. But Mel offers a free five-day high-five habit challenge where you can get, you get like a quick little motivational video in the morning and then it kind of connects you to a group of um, other people who are also trying out the high five habit for a first time. So there's, you know, there's something to be said for community. So I just wanted to to share that she has that in there. Okay, so let's kind of get into the science of why high fiving yourself in the mirror works. And it really starts with how we perceive ourselves. Okay, so this was really interesting to me. So just just think about it. How often do you look into your eyes in the mirror? Do you? Or like me, <laughs> do you look at your body? Do you look at the things that you don't like? Do you think that things that you would maybe change about yourself or do you just immediately get into the negativity and beat yourself up for I'm not the weight that I want to be or the size that I want to be or I wish my nose was different or my chin or whatever, right? But really think about that. How many times when you're standing in front of the mirror and you're brushing your teeth, you're putting contacts and brushing your whatever, do you look into your eyes, right? Think about that. So I thought about it and honestly, I don't see me. I don't look in my eyes. 
I look at all the things that, that I don't like. And I think about my to-do list. And I, right, we are our own worst critic. And if you take a day, seriously, try this out. Take a day and really pay attention to how much negative self-talk you have. I bet you'll be shocked if you're really conscious of it you'll see how much of it is there. We are so hard on ourselves. And that negative self-talk makes it next to impossible to create any kind of positive change, right? Because you can't create from a place of hatred. Not gonna happen. You must start from a place of love, right? That makes sense. So that's why the high five habit is so helpful because it literally teaches and reprograms your brain into love and kindness, right? And when you love yourself, you do things that you love. When you treat yourself with respect, you do things you respect. And when you celebrate yourself, you do things worth celebrating, right? So she has a great analogy for self for negative self-talk, okay? So if you think about your brain like the lint trap in your dryer, okay? So specifically, this is the science part of it, is the reticular activating system or the RAS. Okay, so here comes the science. This, so if you think about your RAS, it's like a hairnet or a lint trap around your brain, okay? So it's where all of the senses come in, except for smell, which goes straight to the emotional center of your brain. It's essentially connects the subconscious part of the brain to the conscious part, okay? So think about it like a bouncer at a bar. Your RAS is the bouncer of your brain. It decides what input is important and what is not. What the RAS does is it brings to light what you're looking for. This is really important. If you have negative or constant negative self-talk going through your brain that you're to this or to that or not enough this, not enough that, your RAS, your reticular activating system, will constantly look for proof of these things throughout your day and it just perpetuates those negative thoughts, right? So this is, and this is so true when you think about it, right? So think about if you're looking for a new car, like I really want a blue Toyota Highlander. You don't remember seeing that many of that color or type of car, and then all of a sudden when you're interested in purchasing one, they're everywhere, right? That's your RAS. Back to the dryer analogy. You can't do a load of laundry without some kind of lint getting caught in there, right? It's the same thing for your brain. You can't navigate your life from childhood through adulthood without catching some lint. What happens if you don't clean your dryer's lint trap? What happens? It's gonna get clogged, right? And eventually it'll stop working. So it's the same thing with your brain. If you don't take the time to clear that negative self-talk or the lint, right? Those habits from your brain, it's gonna get clogged and stop working properly. And it's gonna keep you stuck in that anxiety and depression, okay? So again, why reprogramming your brain from the gate, first thing in the morning, into positivity is absolutely crucial for your success. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I've been listening to this book on Audible for almost a week now, and I still keep forgetting to do the high five habit in the morning. I mean, come on. Like I'm literally reading the book. I'm writing notes about it. Like it is in my brain and I keep forgetting. One of the ways that you can make this successful for you is with habit stacking. You probably already have a pretty solid morning routine, right? You get up, you use the bathroom, you brush your teeth, blah, blah, blah. You have a routine, right? The best way for this habit to become just that, a habit, is to stack it around already solid routines, okay? So what that looks like for me 
is putting the high five in right after I put my contacts in. It made sense in my brain. (laughs) I put my contacts in, I can see now. So it's time to really look into my eyes and give that high five. And so one of the things that Mel brings up when you start this practice is day one, just like Mel said that it might be, you might get a little bit emotional, right? Because we don't look at ourselves in the eyes and really see ourselves, most of us, right? We just don't. So when you look into your eyes and you're like, I see you, you're doing the best you can. I believe in you and I love you. And you give yourself a high five. It's emotional. I'm not even going to lie. Like I got a little teary and she says that most people do like the first couple of times because it just, it feels good to receive praise. It feels good to be recognized. And when you can give yourself that gift every day, why not? Right? Why not? Okay, so another way to bring more positivity into your day is to be really intentional with it. So again, remember we talked about the RAS, the reticular activating system. I like to repeat acronyms to help it stick in my brain because I'll be like, RAS, RAS, what was that again? What was that again? So I I don't know if that helps you, but that's why I keep saying it because it helps it stick in my brain and me remember what it actually stands for. Remember that it's like the bouncer in your brain. If you have lots of negative self-talk, lots of negative thought, that's what it's going to look for. If you have lots of positive things or you're working towards a goal, you're going to see that stuff. So how can we try to be more intentional with what we're bringing into our brain? Here's a little thing that she talks about, and, and and it is a thing, right? Have you ever looked for heart-shaped rocks, right? It's a thing. People do it. There's like pages of people that are, find hearts, you know, and post pictures of it. Mel recommends as part of just taking care of yourself is getting outside, right? And we've talked about that before in self-care and things like that. I try to make it a point um, to get outside every day and walk my dogs. It's good for the dogs. It's good for me. Fresh air, vitamin D, all the good things, right? So then while you're on your walk, look for heart shapes, okay? And it's a little practice like that that can tip off the bouncer in your brain, right? That RAS into looking for good and not focusing on the bad. Circling back to that negative self-talk, you can't grow and move forward if you have a constant negative soundtrack going in your head. How can we turn that bus around? Something that Mel suggests is trying to nip those thoughts in the bud right away with catching yourself going down um, the negative self-talk route and saying, I'm not thinking about that right now. You start to think about, oh my God, there's this and there's that. Oh, it's gonna be blah, 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 blah. And you, you, you know how it goes, right? The train starts going and all of a sudden you're like, you know, those like torpedo trains. It's just super fast. And she's like, nope, knock it off right there. Stop it right there. I'm not thinking about that right now. And then she recommends inserting a mantra of some sort. Okay, I know I hear you. When I hear the term mantra, I'm like, woo woo. And that maybe gag me just a little bit. <laughs> I'm a little more open to it now than I used to be. But so, but as we've seen though, what we think about expands, whether it's good or bad. Stopping the bad with, I'm not thinking about that right now. And then adding in something positive that you can tell yourself is huge, right? It's huge. You gotta f- turn that bus around change it, change the thought pattern as quickly as you can. She offers a really long list of mantras and she suggests trying a bunch and just seeing what feels good for you. Okay. Cause there's some that might feel really woo woo for you. And, but there's also some that might make you like want to high five yourself in the mirror. I'm just going to give you a few examples. I have my own back. 
You can do anything you put your mind to. I am enough. I get better every single day. I have people who love and respect me. Everything will be okay. I believe in myself. I'm proud of myself. I deserve to be happy. There are literally hundreds of them. Those are just a few. So look around, try one out and see how it feels. Getting back to the science of the high five habit again for just a minute. With the RES, who remember is the bouncer in your brain that spends the day looking for validation and for proof for whatever mental narrative you have running through your head. When you have that negative self-talk running through your brain, your RAS will look for proof and validation of those thoughts. If you can flip them into, say, a big goal of yours, right, your RAS will start looking for proof of that and help you propel yourself towards that goal. This is a lot easier said than done, but to make sure that you are taking the steps forward, Mel recommends, number one, thinking about a goal or something that's been on your heart or your mind for a while to pursue, like starting a blog, getting back in the gym, starting a new business. Just take a second and think about a big goal for yourself. What's a goal that you have, right? So then once you have your goal in mind, Get yourself a little notebook to keep with you and just like looking for hearts on your walk and high-fiving yourself in the mirror every morning, every time you get anything from the universe pointing you in the direction that you want to go towards that goal that you were just thinking about, write it down in your notebook. This is proof to yourself, right? This is proof to yourself that the universe has your back and you're going in the right direction. The example that she gave in the book was about an Uber driver in Dallas who wanted to be an actor. And Mel urged him to move to LA or New York or just to be in the middle of the action and help boost his chances of being discovered or just getting involved in movies. The driver was kind of hesitant. And as she's asking him questions and whatnot, he's throwing up a lot of excuses and reasons that he couldn't move to LA. They worked through most of them, realizing that he was really being his own worst enemy and needed to be incredibly passionate about his big goal in order to make it a reality. She told him to look for signs that he was supposed to move to LA so that his brain would stay on the task of propelling him towards that goal, right? Because again, what you focus on expands and your RAS will look to validate it as much as possible. Mel tells so many stories in the book and they really help to illustrate her points and it really just keeps you engaged in the material. And again, I can't, I'm not gonna get into all of them again, but I highly recommend picking up a copy of the book or downloading it on Audible, okay? Because, you know, <laughs> military life is tough. We all know this. We face unique challenges that can really push us to the edge. And I am such a strong believer in personal development and all of the little tips and tricks and insight are just more tools for our tool belts. And they've had just <laughs> such a positive impact on my life and how I carry myself in the world. And it's, it's so important, right, that I dedicated an entire episode <laughs> to this book. And I'm going to keep sharing with you the insights that I collect from the next book that I dive into. Remember, we want to keep that vibe high. Pay attention to what thoughts are taking up space in your mind and make sure they're good ones, right? Negative thoughts are bound to happen. It's completely natural, but we can stop that. Remember, we practiced. I'm not thinking about that right now and then inserting your mantra. For me, it was, I have my own back. That just feels really good for me. So your brain goes off on this crazy tangent into crazy land. I'm not thinking about that right now. I have my own back. 
Let's go. Right? Okay. Let me know what you guys think about this episode. Shoot me a message when you pick up the book because I want to hear your thoughts and takeaways. I really appreciate you. And uh, until next time. I'm so happy you enjoyed the Unspoken Life of the Military Wife podcast. Please help us spread the word about this show by sharing it with a friend and leaving a written Apple podcast review. If you have any questions or follow up to this episode, you can send me an email at themillspousepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to connect with you if you're on social media. I'm on Instagram at themillspousepodcast. And then you can also find additional resources on our brand new website, themillspousepodcast.com.